This is the content that we get with three women on the podcast. We're going to talk about knitting and sewing. The guys are going to love it. I also do fighting if that makes them feel better. That's all the men want. I I do everything. I can make my clothes and then I can go and ruin them on the battlefield. That's female power right there. We are just unapologetically ourselves. This is just what you get established belief system is i'm pretty sure i went to high school with a girl named vedanica like sacrilege is when you like defile 69 dollars and 69 cents canadian you ever notice that those party at the all points guys if you make an acronym out of their name it's like ptap which sounds like a weird sort of vaginal scream actually i'm pretty sure the uh the dj and the mc for my bar mitzvah she's my favorite nascar driver Leaving with your girl when we last seen each other. Yeah, you fucking with the baddest like we tag team Rihanna Fly Girl on her knees. She don't want to come near me. Yeah, my dick is too big. There's a big bang theory. Got a picture in my iPhone. What do y'all think? Why y'all niggas masturbate? I'm in that Ariel pink. If I am just a rapper, man, you could have fooled me. I'm the shit when these dudes talk, they talk and fool me. All right, nobody say anything funny because if you breathe and anybody even giggles at that, you will instantly be funnier than Jeff Bodine was for two whole seasons. As a woman in the hobby, I would like to welcome you all to a special feminine, softer side of Party at the All Points. It's Ladies Night at the All Points, if you will. Uh, Party at the Ladies Points, maybe? Anyways, I'm back against my will, against my better judgment. I said I wouldn't do this again, and yet... Here I am, but it's International Women's Day, and I'm joined by some international women who hopefully have a lot of awesome stuff to say about the Age of Sigmar world. Um, I'm Nicole. I guess I should introduce myself. Uh, For those who listened to our last Ladies' Night podcast, I am wife to Dayton, uh, editor of this podcast. Generally, I like to remain so far behind the scenes that you don't even know exist, but here I am. <laughs> Anyways, with me today is Gina. How's it going, Gina? Oh, it's great. Uh, although I have one small challenge is that I have very little knowledge about Sigmar. I am definitely more on the 40K side of things. That's allowed. Okay, perfect. We can, we can cross platforms. I know very little about any of it, so... <laughs> We'll take whatever we can get. From the UK, we have Becca. Hey, Becca. Hello. I I am a Age of Sigmar fan. Actually, Age of Sigmar got me back into playing Warhammer. I I left playing 40k and I I got dragged back in by uh by uh, Age of Sigmar. So this is very appropriate because it's actually the reason I do it again. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> Well, since it's an AOS podcast, we're going to call it a good thing. I think AOS is prettier than 40K. And that's... AOS has more fun models. Yeah. I think Dayton tried and tried for many years to get me into 40K and it was a no-go. And then when he kind of switched over to Sigmar, I was like, oh, there's pretty trees and elves and there's animals. Some of them are crazy looking, but they are animals. Why don't we start with just a little bit of an intro to the world um, so everybody knows who we are. So myself, very, 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 very new to the AOS scene. 
if we can call it a scene. We live in a really small town, so there is no scene here. Uh, but there is the internet <laughs> and there is Twitter. Uh, and I suppose there's TTS for those who are into it, but yeah, I'm pretty new to everything. Um, last time I did this podcast, I don't even think I had played like a full game. So the good news is since then I have played a couple games. I have been talked into purchasing just an entire Ines Deepkin army. I've put it all together and I'm in the like super, super, super slow process of painting it. Um, and discovering how insane that is. But yeah, it's been mostly fun so far when the world returns to something. Um, it might be interesting to get back out there and play some games with anyone who's not Dayton. I'll take a game against anyone, anyone <laughs> other than Dayton. Um, but for now, I'm stuck in that little bubble. Um, and that's okay. How about you, Gina? So I dabbled in 40k, oh, like fifth or sixth edition. It Playing is a little more people-y than I'm into. Um, I love the hobby side. And so my husband has, I don't even know how many armies anymore. I've built mm-hmm. and painted for all of them at this point, I think. Um, do that. I love the terrain. I love, we've been building boards and actually I'm a TO. We have a party of three. It's myself, my husband, Scott, and then another member of our club, Scott. So it's me and the Scots. Uh, we run our own tournament. And so this year, pending if we can, will be year four for us. And so we're definitely more like, I love the hobby side of it and the community side of what is Warhammer. Like that's, yep. That's my jam. Although the orcs have a special place in my heart. I love painting orcs more than any other army. Cool. And Becca, how did you get into it? Uh, Well, technically I have a two-step getting into it. I actually used to be a big 40k player when I was a kid. I wandered into a really smelly hobby shop one day, bought a box (laughs) of Grey Knights and was like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. Um, then stopped for a while, uh, went and then two of my uh, my close friends started getting really into Warhammer and I offhandedly made the mistake of mentioning I used to do it and I think they made it their goal to make sure I got back into it. Um, we, we went away, they got me a little starter set of um, Death Guard and I was like, Okay, Death Guard. These are, I like these guys. These are cooler to paint than uh, Grey Knights. Okay, I like the weird goo. And then I think we walked into a shop and I saw the Seraphim. I was like, okay, those are basically dinosaurs. They are super. super I cool really like those. <laughs> so I have that. I do find it funny because everyone tells me, oh, you, you, their their partners got them into it. Their partners got them into it. My partner can't stand Warhammer. <laughs> <laughs> he, he hates it he looks at my little models and goes they're taking up space so, <laughs> i hear him they take up a lot of space <laughs> i'll send pictures to our group chat after of our games room because we actually have an entire room that has two boards in it five display cases like warhammer themed art on the walls like um we did one while we painted up as a chalkboard and that's where they track their scores for games in it and yeah that's fantastic I love it of the cool it's probably not a bad thing that your partner is not into it because having one person into it can turn into like just 
a shit ton of minis and paints and all the things that go with it when you have two people uh it's just even more stuff I mean I might be pulling a load for two people I, I I've got a AOS army at least one um and a 40k army and I have Slanesh so I can do both sides as well um but every so often I'm like oh I could also have those guys though so it's it's a dangerous game I, I need to be careful not end up just owning everything I've been looking at Nurgle for AOS again so now I have to try and be good <laughs> lockdown's not helping though no I don't think you're alone in that um we know many people who own like every uh Jeff Bodine I know you're out there listening I I think he owns every single army like on the 40k and the AOS side so you're not the only one and if the world didn't have an online shopping problem before COVID I think we all do now I, I think it's been uh very good for online i definitely have i think all of my um, death guard i've procured since lockdown started so it's it's at least responsible for probably two armies i think the seraphon i started before lockdown literally just before and it's responsible for at least my two other big armies so i'll just blame that that that's my excuse and i'm sticking with it <laughs> yeah it gives you more time i've managed to assemble like the like a whole army um during lockdown I started painting my painting has slowed I gotta pick it back up but I find it's hard to stay like in the mode of it I was hitting like I was sitting down and painting a little bit every night and then I just missed a couple nights and now it's been too long so I gotta dive back in we were talking about that with the with COVID and not having events like the pressure from an event to like have your list built and painted and ready is huge like the amount of painting that my husband and I end up doing a month before he goes to an event is insane. And so we've, yeah, we've like lost our steam on painting huge. And actually we just started trying to do virtual paint nights with our club because we can't all get together to paint, which we used to do. And so everyone's hitting up discord and like putting on cameras and painting and chatting. And like, it just brought that community back to life for us in a way that it's been gone for a while, which was nice. No, oh, that's sweet. That's a good idea. Well, I got talked into it thinking that Jane was going to like, sit down and paint with me while I was painting and like hold my hand and guide me through this crazy world. Um, that hasn't happened yet. So I got to hold him to it. Do it. The best thing we found our audiobooks. We'll throw on like the Horus Heresy or like Warhammer themed audiobooks while we paint. And it just keeps you so immersed in it. And then you get hooked on the story. But if you want to keep listening, you have to keep sitting there. And so it just like keeps you going. It was our like handy little trick for hobbying. Ah, that's smart. Um, I went on the other side of things. I was putting on shows like um Gilmore Girls because I can listen to it in the background and not look up at the TV and it's like an audio storybook for me um or what else was I watching like The Office things that I don't need to look at but something to like keep you going in the background yeah, yeah. that's what I've been doing I've been watching I've gotten through a lot of TV shows and movies where I'll just have them on while I paint because and I also um, join a friend of mine who streams and I'll sit and paint during that because she's on camera so no one can see me so I can I can do my ridiculous painting without anyone seeing but I have definitely watched a lot of films while doing all of this <laughs> I've watched I, I was doing it literally before 
uh, joining you guys. I was sat watching Con Air and uh, painting. Yes. What are you That's painting it. right now? What do you got? I am currently painting Magnus. <gasps> and Can I see it? Yep. He's, well, I haven't attached his wings. So there he is. Oh, yes. For our audio listeners, which is all of our listeners, yes. uh, he looks super badass. Yeah, Just he does. I'm very pleased with his wings. I think I already want another Magnus to paint because I had so much fun. He's got I just love how bright fabulous all your, yeah, all your colors are and because the board of I... change is cool too, and he's got sweet wings or like Kairos, the Kairos model. I, I see yeah, I saw the Lord of Change. I was like, oh. <laughs> it's a growing problem. No, I th- I think Mortarian definitely uh, kicked in my love of wings and, and making them pretty and bright. So now I'm just like, I, I, I should have the models with wings. There should be more models with wings to the point I'm considering converting some Blight Lords to have small wings that look a bit like Mortis. So. Or just Blood Angels, like you just go full wings. Yeah, I, I, so I said that. Oh, you should just get Blood Angels. I was like, no, I can't can't start getting another one just yet. <laughs> let, me, let me just convert something. And then yeah. I found out that on uh, a, a, there was a website for miniatures I was on and they had a zombie crab. And I was like, I could, I could make a death, a death Guard like Plague Marine rider zombie crab. That would be completely fine. Or, oh, I'm trying to think of something. My husband did some conversions for his Death Guard also. Um, and he, yeah, he's got like some little frog guys that do stuff. And he's got like, a yeah. So f- conversions are my favorite. Like, I love them. They're just fun. Yeah, I've had a lot of fun with them. I did a little challenge a friend of mine did over lockdown. And it was just paint the Space Marine. He had stuff from the Indominus box and sent each of us a model to paint. And I immediately cut the model's head off and put a dinosaur head on. And I gave it a tail because I was like, dinosaur space marines makes everything better. Yeah. Painted <laughs> as an emperor's more. child, people will buy it. Yeah, I'm happy. It's just, he's so pretty. <laughs> um, anything else you're working on right now? Have you been playing any games? You guys are still in pretty, like, pretty full lockdown over there, or is it easing up a bit? Um, it's hopefully easing up a bit at, at the end of this month. Um, so fingers crossed and that's fingers crossed that it will actually ease and not go immediately back into lockdown because that's what we had just before Christmas. It was meant to be nice and eased over Christmas and actually we went into a full lockdown again. So I haven't been able to go and see anyone. It's really annoying. I have a friend who's also just gotten back into Warhammer. He lives about 15 minutes away from me. We both painted up our kill team so we could play together and then lockdown happened. <laughs> So I've been able to do things online, but there's only so much I enjoy doing it online to actually going out and playing with models. And I was so excited getting back into it. I managed to get back into it at the worst possible time as I got back into it and lockdown happened. So it's been great for painting, not so much for gaming. But I'm does mean, though, by the time I event, well, fingers crossed I'll be leaving lockdown soon enough, I will have a kill team, a 40k army, a Age of Sigma army, and about three Warcry bands, and a Blood Bowl team or two. So oh, Blood I Bowl sh- team. Tell me what Blood Bowl team. Unsurprisingly, I've got the Crater Gators. I have yes, been- <laughs> they're my favorite. Them and the Halflings. So fun. I, I have them, and I did also get the Snotlings. I haven't painted them up yet because a friend of my my friend who's nearby also got them because we think it will be hilarious to have a Snotlings versus Snotlings game. <laughs> it will be the longest winded game ever, but it will be fun. Yep. 
So you're ready to rock out like any event, any <laughs> tournament, any game, anything. Just as soon as see. I can. As soon as I can, I will be like, right, whatever you need. I'm there. I've got everything covered. Do you Guild Ball or Malifaux at all? Because I know they're bigger in the UK also. I ha- I've been looking into them. I haven't had the opportunity again because I was so new getting back into it. I remember people saying that first and I was like, what the hell is that that that's a nonsense series of words you've just said there and then I kind of went oh okay no I know what that means now and I was like oh does that mean I'm officially in Warhammer I know what the fancy words mean um but so I'm hoping again I'll be able to start taking part in a lot more things but it was yeah it's been crazy and that's why I was thought it was mad that when I got a message from Dayton and he was like, ah, do you want to come on this podcast page of Sigma? I was like, I haven't really done enough for you, sure. <laughs> You've done plenty. Uh, we're all kind of in the same boat. Well, Dayton started this podcast, I think literally a month before the pandemic hit. And initially their plan was to like, it was meant to be a podcast. Like, hey, me and my buddies are like making the switch from 40K and like getting into the world of Age of Sigma. And we're going to like talk about building our armies and going to tournaments and like figuring this world out and then COVID happened and he's like cool <laughs> but they have managed a podcast uh and come up with some sort of content still somehow so yeah there's still lots to talk about there's lots of hobbying to be done but games and tournaments hopefully Not so much hopefully <laughs> yeah I know Dayton has gotten super into TTS the last little bit but I don't know if I can, ha- I, I'm still struggling with like the rules just on regular tabletop. I don't think I'm ready to figure out how it works on a whole other platform yet. Yeah, that, that was, that's, I've been, I'm concerned because I've only done it online. I'm going to go out there and be like, I know this. And then someone's going to go, no, no, oh dear. I don't, uh, I mean, there are people who will do that, but I, oh, there's always what, people. Yeah. <laughs> Most people are nice and most people are encouraged because they want you to be out there playing so in theory people would be like oh you just gotta do it this way maybe and it's it's definitely a different community than what I left when I first did Warhammer it's definitely a much nicer community than the one I left uh was definitely a bit more jaded to to women mm-hmm. so it's def- definitely a nicer one to come back to I was a bit concerned when they were like oh it's really get back into it I was like yeah it's the, that's the hobby with the really weird guys right and they're like yeah but they're nice now and it's like oh, okay then that's fine <laughs> I think there's still lots of really weird guys and that's the nicest way you probably could have put that uh but I think there's also way more legit really nice guys who are standing up um against the not so nice guys I made hundreds of friends who I am ecstatic to finally meet at some point we've all said we're going to meet up at warhammer world and i was like well it's going to be absolutely wonderful it's going to be weird seeing all of your faces not in a small box <laughs> on a screen we all have to hold up small cardboard boxes to look at each other through be like yeah it's yeah, you i know that voice so it's been a wonderful gina what are you working on or what are you working on for scott uh or for yourself we've uh for myself I actually on a super random aside I actually got asked to do a sewing project we have like a local Kootenai subscription box and so these ladies were like we have a thing we want we're pretty sure you can make it so that's been taking a lot of my hobby time has been uh doing this project for them um and then we what are you sewing 
Um, it's a secret until their box comes out. So I'll, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed to tell you yet. But as soon as it's released, I will let you know. Cool. Um, until then, I cannot. But and then we have actually we started planning our terrain in hopes that our tournament happens this summer. And so I am currently working on some gnarly Tyranid egg sacs because we're gonna do like a Tyranid themed board. So yeah. Cool. Yeah, paper mache. It's Easter season, so it's a great time to buy little plastic eggs, and we're going to do some paper mache work. And I'm hoping it's as cool in person as it is in my head. That's the I'm dream. sure. I'm sure it will be. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, you're super crafty. Yeah, I think I already said what I was working on. I'm working on building up the motivation to sit back down and get back into painting. I'm struggling with skin. Hmm. Fair. Yeah. That, yeah talk to george george does some great skin work i mean dayton does too but it sounds like he sucks for helping you so uh just start <laughs> reaching out to that crew. that's i think that's the trick and then maybe if george helps you and you're like oh dayton check out this great thing that george just helped me with maybe he'll be like oh maybe i should be helping more yeah maybe he'll get a little jelly um i shouldn't throw him under the bus like that that's not true i love to throw him under the bus uh he's not not helpful it's just that he'll he just does it right. Like he just took them on and he was like, well, you just do this. And I was like, well, cool. That looks great. And like, I see the colors you used. I see how you did that, but like, I don't know how to transform that into what I need to do. You know, does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Everything is just so tiny and intricate, which is the point. I get that. Um, but yeah, like tiny little details and highlighting is a struggle for me. Headlamp. Headlamp was like the greatest thing. Our crew made fun of us. We were trying to do something. And I was like, I just can't see where I want to see. So I put our like camping headlamp on. I was like, yes, now I can see that exact spot that I'm trying to find. And everyone went to make fun of me until they all tried it. And so now more often than not, when we all get together painting, it's just like a whole bunch of people wearing headlamps because it like <laughs> lights up exactly what you want. Like, especially if you have bad lighting, it like saves your bacon. It's yeah. Weird. All right. Maybe I need a better light. I feel like I've been leaning the opposite direction though, where I'm like, well, unless you're holding a super good light over this you're not gonna be able to see the shitty job I did your painting will grow it uh, like you always get better it's just practice and even you know like the great debate about like can women paint well like having breasts and a vagina does not mean you can't paint it's just practice like it's time <laughs> in and so when you've got people with 10 more years experience like yeah obviously the guy who's been painting for 10 years is gonna paint better than me like it's just time in like it's not you know like biologically there's no reason why it it's not comparable. Uh, no, you're exactly right. Um, and I try to remind myself that, but that's the problem is I'm looking at all the stuff that Dayton has in this house and he's been painting for years. So his stuff is pretty good. Don't tell him that. Um, Do you have any of his early stuff? Scott tried to throw it out. I found the space Marine that he painted in high school and he was like, I'm getting rid of this thing. I was like, no, you have to keep it. Cause it just shows you how much you've grown. And it's crazy. Like, and even if you keep like your first kind of model and then like, look at, as you paint further down your army, you just get better and better. Like it just yeah. happens. Oh, that's, that's true. He does have some older stuff, although he's going back and like repainting one of his first Necron armies. Now that he's like, Ooh, I'm better now. Let's fix this yeah that's, that's definitely I've been I found uh, unfortunately a lot of my original army got got thrown away um, but five grey knights survived and I remember them looking great in my head and then my mum sent them to me and I was like oh 
okay, my paint schemes weren't nearly as good as I thought they were. Um, and even when I look at the what I started painting at the beginning of lockdown to what I'm like when I compare it to Magnus now, I'm like, oh, wow, I've definitely gotten better. This is this is really odd. So I'm actually considering repainting the grey knights that survived and having them as my a little I'm going to even take before and after pictures and be like look this is this is time well spent yeah I just gotta practice I gotta do it more I work with small children so I'm like they give me some googly eyes or some pipe cleaners and I got you covered um but the tiny minis they're a whole new world oh, but if you're you're working with kids you, you must have the patience for painting minis so. I have the I have the patience for children <laughs> I think just... I lose the patience that's probably the problem is I'm hanging out with other people's kids and my own kids all day and then when I sit down my patience is all gone <laughs> I don't have patience for myself it is quite I think when I first sat down with them again and I was like oh, I'm gonna get so sick of this and then I was like oh well actually no this is too fiddly I need a smaller brush and as soon as I bought a new set of brushes I was like oh god damn it that's it this is now going to be a problem a good problem though a good, a good problem yeah I definitely would have gone mad in lockdown without it it's good therapy um and god I think if I've learned anything in lockdown you have to have hobbies outside of I mean I know I just said that I spend a lot of time watching tv while painting and doing other things but Whew, if we were all just sitting around watching TV um, in our spare time, I know I would be crazy. Yeah, my, my other my other big hobby is very social and outdoors and requires being near other people. So kind of not been able to do that one. It doesn't work so well over Zoom, um, although I can sit and play dress up over Zoom, but it doesn't work the same way. Do you LARP? Um, I reenact. It's similar. Ooh, <laughs> I, what kind I, of... What kind of reenacting? Um, I spend my, my weekends dressed up as a Viking or Saxon. That's yes, you do. That's yeah. Becca just I... became the coolest of all of us. We gotta step it up, Nicole. Oh yeah, one hundred OP. We got I, work yeah, to do. I, I spent I spend uh, time practicing fighting in the garden, and there's only so much of that I can do against a static shield when I really wanna in the nicest way hit my friends. Um <laughs> I got a new shiny Danax at the beginning of the year and I was like, I've not been able to use it. So I just really want to go and hit my friends with a really big axe. That sounds like a great way to to relieve stress. Work out a fight. Yeah. It's wonderful. Nice. Okay. So as women in the hobby, I have to ask the women in the hobby questions because here we are. Where do we start? Tournaments? We have a TO chatting here with us. Tournaments are kind of a holdup for me. And to be fair, there hasn't been a lot of opportunities in the last little bit, but I'm intimidated by tournaments. I don't know if that's a woman thing or just a, a newbie thing. And to be clear, I only speak for myself, not anyone else. But yeah, what do you guys want to see in tournaments? How do you feel as women? I can't get away from saying as women. <laughs> as you should not saying females. As, fe- as, as I just I'm said it. Hearing females. <laughs> as, what is the best way to say it? Females, ladies. Underrepresented population. Yes. As an underrepresented population at tournaments, how do we feel? How do we make it better? Or does it need improving? 
so I, I don't play and I don't play by choice. And so for me, I've never felt unwelcome at an event and through the people I've met because of our event or just going to visit Scott at his, the community is lovely. And so I've never felt unwelcome, but I choose not to play. So I reached out, we've had through our history, we've had a couple of women come. And so I reached out to them to be like, hey, like I don't play, like tell me what your thoughts are. Um, and so that's Shaylin Allen, who's based out of the States and plays. And then um, Tanya Gates is our local. She's also from BC. She plays competitively. She, her moniker is the war mistress. Um, just about the things they felt tournaments could do to be more inclusive because women are underrepresented. Um, and the things that came up is some of the language that we use when we're addressing a group of people rather than guys and men and that like there's gender neutral language you can use when you're addressing everyone who's at your event and the biggest one that they talked about was actually bathrooms like making sure either a there are separate bathrooms or b there are clean bathrooms and I was like oh I didn't like things I would definitely not have thought of um or I was like oh that's good to know I know for us our, we never talked about females in particular, but we have a club member who's in a wheelchair. So when we're planning our event, we're always trying to figure out how to make sure it's accessible to them. Is it a building they can get into? Is it? And so I think for we've been lucky with our event that by having Justin, we kind of are already accessible because at the point that you have an accessible building, you typically have numerous bathrooms and things like that. So um that's a good point. Bathrooms. I didn't think about that. I'm, I mean, I've been literally to one tournament with Dayton, um, that I play and I played underworlds. I didn't play, uh, any of the big games, but I went to LVO. So you're in a massive casino. So there it's not an issue to have, but yeah, for your kind of run of the mill, smaller tournament, that's a good point. But I also like your point that it shouldn't just be about females as an underrepresented. It should be about any unrepresented, whether you're female or in a wheelchair or for whatever reason, it should just hopefully be inclusive for everyone. Right. The other big thing, and I loved it, is that they talked about that the in-person is actually way better. They like most people at an event are way kinder, way nicer. It's actually the online community that is a whole lot more toxic, which mm -hmm. for me, I, I, again, I don't participate in that. So I don't feel that like when we started our event, we talked about what we wanted to be. And we're like, well, what? There's tons of events for people who are competitive. What doesn't exist? events for new players like so we kind of branded ourselves as being like new player friendly first um tournament that was what we wanted to be and then it, with that we're like well how do you keep people in there you get the community and so we after our first day we started a barbecue because usually what happens is you go out for dinner with your club and you talk about your whole day so well rather than going with just your club why not hang out with everyone you've just spent your day with and have a conversation and just build that community like right into the Warhammer community which already exists and is full of mostly really wonderful human beings good food goes a long yeah. way oh, it does yeah. I'm actually like excited to get back into tournaments. I, I did tournaments first time round and yeah, bathrooms were a huge thing. I first time I went to a tournament, super nervous. I went in, I was the only girl there. I got stared at when I walked in the door and asked if I was in the right place. And mm. I was like, yeah, I, I, I came here. Like, that's my name. And I'm like, oh, we thought that was a typo. I also always used to put my initials so people wouldn't immediately know. I could sneak in almost. And yeah, I remember it got to, I think we've been playing for about six, like the thing the tournament had been going on for about six hours. I was like, I really need the bathroom. They were like, we don't have one for you. I went, Excuse okay. Excuse me? Um, <sighs> what do you, they're like, oh, well, 
we've got a men's. I went, okay, I'm going to go use that. And I'm like, but that's a men's toilet. I went, do you know what? Toilets work the same way for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just like, went marching in. <laughs> much to their dismay. There was a person stood apparently waiting outside, just going, you've got to watch out. There's a girl in there. <laughs> God forbid. Well, yes, women pee. <laughs> ah, did they think you were just going to hold it the whole time? I, I, I think they hadn't thought that I was going to stick around for all yeah. of it. So I, I stuck around the whole whole time, much to their dismay. And it, I did feel excluded. Definitely at the end, they all went off to do stuff. And they were like, oh, yeah, you can't come. So we just spent all day together. They said, you go, guys go do barbecue. And I got told I couldn't come for that. Basically, it was they singled out the one person there. And But now I have been like, when, before lockdown, of course, I would go into my local hobby shop and I was like, oh, no, they're like, yeah, we have um, event nights. We do kids nights. We do all of these sorts of things. And everyone in there is super nice. There's hobby shops, are just like general ones nearby. And I'm super excited to start going to those um, I have a friend who, and she goes already, and she's like, everyone's so nice. So I was like, this is awesome. I, if I told me that had that happen, oh yeah, you're gonna get back into this hobby and really like and be excited for tournaments. She probably would have looked at me and gone, no, that's not happening. But it's it's definitely more. I agree what with what you said about how it's definitely not so bad in person than it is online. I have definitely, as anyone who's seen my recent interactions on Twitter with a certain person, uh, knows that I've recently dealt with quite a lot of hate on Twitter. But I try not to take it as seriously because if you stand in front of me and tell me these things, I'll take you seriously. But if you're just going to yell at me from behind a keyboard, um, I'm not going to take it as seriously. Yeah. Especially if you keep yelling about my boobs. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody gets to yell about your boobs, but you. It's really easy to be an asshole and to say cruel things over the internet um, when you're not looking at somebody's face. Doesn't make it okay though. And yeah, Twitter, I'm as new to Twitter as I am to AOS. So I've only really been on Twitter for the last, I don't know, six months. And I really like to... uh, hide in my like self-deprecation of uh, oh here's a new thing I'm painting but I'm really shitty and I don't really put a lot out there so I'm not brave like you and it shouldn't even be about being brave you're just putting stuff out you're putting awesome stuff that you've been working on and sharing it with the world which is what the Warhammer Twitter community is supposed to be about. and it seems to be this weird thing where people are either super super enthusiastic and lovely or just the exact opposite is there a difference on platform? Like, I don't, like, I'm not, actually, it was my goal for the last little bit to try to be on social media less. And so I've tried to, like, cut some of that down. Like, do you share on multiple platforms? Like, is there a platform-based difference? Like, I would say, because I share across Instagram, Twitter, and on my Facebook. It's my personal Facebook. Um, shockingly, no one's going to come after me, really, on my personal Facebook, because I'll be like, right, I'm coming around after lockdown, and I'm going to, you're explaining to me why you said that. Um, Instagram, I've had far less um, harassment. Definitely Twitter's been the the whole source. I think I had a couple of shirty messages on Instagram and a whole load of bots asking me to subscribe um, to various things. But um, so I definitely say 
Instagram's a bit nicer. I don't know why, if there's a reason for that, if it's just the assholes hang out on Twitter more. Um, I think people comment on Twitter more. I think it's and much I, easier. Yeah, it's easier to comment. Twitter's a weird one. Like, yeah, I wasn't on it before. And then as I was like starting to get more into it and build an army date, I was like, well, no, you have to get on Twitter. Like, it's a really great community. People are sharing stuff all the time that doesn't get shared on the other platforms. But it's just different. And it is this weird, like people feel like they can just say whatever the fuck they want. Mm. And yeah, there's a lot of hate. There's a lot of uh, female focused hate for sure. Definitely female. They love they love the word female. Mm. I whenever I see a word that's a message that says the word female in it, I'm like, oh, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. the, the crazy like we have a big like I work in a high school and so of course we do digital literacy and you know talking with children and youth about the fact that you know like hitting sent on a message that you type is the equivalent of say like it's not different like that's still you and that's still you treating another human being poorly and that it's not okay and if the like you know the people that we deem as the most self-centered can understand that being garbage humans online is not okay like why can't grown-ass adults like it's not okay. Grown ass adults should take the courses that you're teaching. Yeah. That's I, I'm not saying that's half the problem, but that's probably a part of it, right? Is for all us older people, not that I'm disclosing how old I am. We didn't grow up in the social media age. Like social media really wasn't a thing, at least for me, until like out of high school. So we didn't have those big conversations that kids are having now about how to be just a decent individual yeah don't be garbage don't treat people poorly Mm -hmm. like go with the flower if all else fails go back to bambi if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all i think uh one 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 nice person should say who sent me a a message i said would you tell your mother that and they're like what i was like would you show your mother that message and expect her to be proud of you and why would I show my mum this message? And I went, because I think she'd probably hit you across the head if she saw it. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. The idea, like, uh, the idea of my mum saw messages, if I'd sent things like that to people when she saw it, I would get a huge clipping around the ear and be told, no, you can't do these things anymore. So, I, yeah, I, I can't understand the mentality. I do. If I ever see something I don't like, I just scroll past it. If I see something I really like, which is most of the time, I I tell I like it or I go, that's really cool. Thanks for showing it off. I have never once thought of going, I'm going to send someone a message telling them why they did that wrong. Oh, crazy. And what it's different too, like it's different with your own people. If you're asking, if you're asking for, hey, I tried to do, you know, I tried to do this like object source lighting and I'm not happy with it. How do I make it better? Like that's a whole different conversation than like, hey, look at this thing I made. Like no one cares if you don't like it. Like that's, you know, like just be a decent person. That, that, I think that was the, the, the one I got uh, because my, my Morty, when I painted him, he was the one that got me the, the messages that I shared. Um, And I found it so funny because he, yeah, I got, got the message that started with, fuck you, you've got a high opinion of yourself, don't you? And that's now become a joke within my friends is that I keep joking about how high of my opinion self. And it was because I tagged the Warcom team in. And they were like, yeah, no, how dare you do that? I was like, yes, how dare I show pride? Shame on me. I must stop doing that. And I think I made sure to up the amount of pictures I shared of Morty that day. 
I think I put him everywhere. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, but really hammer home that I don't care. And it was just really funny. Yeah. Well, as you should, and good for you for taking the high road and being able to just kind of laugh it off and keep putting yourself out there and not be bullied. Um, but yeah, for all the, for all the people like you who are just like, well, fuck you, fuck that. I'm going to keep doing me. There's probably so many other, I'm trying to come up with another well, word. People that just get driven email. away or don't but or yeah. stop. Like, it's, you know, and I love your thing of like, would you like, would you show that to your mom? Cause you know, that's the other piece. Like, would you show it to your mom? Would you say that to your, you know, your sister, your daughter, your niece, like, or if, if you had a daughter, how would you feel if people were saying these same things to her? Right. Like, and you know, that's arguably what inclusion is about is just that it, the gender doesn't matter like it you know it's not it's not about men or women can paint it's about hobbyists and people sharing a hobby like who's who identifies as what is a, so irrelevant to it and you know like you would hope that these same people if they had kids if they had a daughter who wanted to play aos and wanted to get into the hobby that they would support that and not tell her that she can't paint because she has a vagina like who gives a shit yeah definitely i um yeah I I don't understand the mentality I definitely would have been driven away from it when I was younger if I'd been on social media and I'd received that level of hate excuse me and I I think it's because I've like grown up I get bullied quite a lot at school and I'd learned to take things with a lot more humor um and my, my friends find it funny because I'll take it when it's said at me. But the second you send a message to my friends and I'm like, right, what's their name? Where where do they live? I'm popping around with my axe. Hang on. Um, but <laughs> and we know you why... have the axe. I, have, I, I did actually do a joking share of a load of pictures of me with my weapons posing like they were fish. <laughs> <laughs> and it went nuts. Um, I actually was chatting when I got these messages with a friend of mine. And um, she's also part of the community. She's been really worried about getting these kind of messages. And she went, well, you should share them. You, you know, you should show that you're, you're not afraid to get these. And that was when I did the courteous thing of blacking out the person's name and went, look, everyone gets these. Don't let people dictate to you how you paint that plastic model that you paid for because it's your model. Paint it however the damn hell you want. And yeah, it went a bit nuts and he reappeared again. And this time I was like, oh, I'm not doing you the courtesy this time. Didn't black out his name, put it all up. And he actually went after someone else before me and then reappeared on mine again. So I was like, oh, that's nice. Nice to see you again, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Good old Twitter. I did see a thing and I don't know exactly how it works um, that Twitter is trying to put together like I don't know if it's an algorithm or how it works, but something to stop hateful messages, like some sort of filter. I have no idea how they're going to do that. I don't even know if that's effective, right? Because the person is still typing that hateful shit out. And then somehow they figure they can block it from being sent um I mean unless they have like words like if you know like if it's kind of like when you do your searches or your things on Facebook so if there's certain words that get included maybe it will kind of like filter it off so it doesn't appear but I, like again I don't know how yeah, I don't, I don't know, know how about you that stuff, but that would be my assumption on how they would try to do that would be to have like certain words that if you're typing them yeah. those messages will go into cyberspace I don't know yeah that's so tricky to get in context though right like yeah 
I can say, I fucking hate you. Like I really mean it. Or I can say, fucking hate you. And it's a whole other thing. So, which is just the challenge with text-based communication. You lose so mm -hmm. much context that you don't, you get in face-to-face -face and in person. And you know, like our interactions just are so different. Yeah, it's it's definitely hard for context because you can ban a certain, like you said, a certain phrase and it doesn't mean someone's using it in that way. And also, I don't know if that would include indirect messages because that's the problem is a lot of this hate comes through direct messages. And I think that's what they were looking at was doing something mm -hmm. for for direct messages. Um, but again, I have zero facts checked on that. So. I, I was pleased to see that they are trying to uh, get hot on if someone's account gets suspended or something. If a name that's really similar reappears almost immediately, that they're kind of like, okay, no, you've got to justify where you've come from. And I was like, well, that's nice. Because I was a bit concerned that the the person that I, I'd received hate from was just going to set up a new account because that's what he'd done before. Mm -hmm. So I was a bit worried, oh, it's just going to happen again. And so far, you know, touch wood, he's not reappeared yet. But if he does, we'll just do the rinse and repeat. God, the time and effort that it takes to set up a new account, to type those messages <laughs> out, to keep coming back. Like, you'd think like they'd get guy, bored. Yeah, he needs a hobby. He yes, needs a better should, hobby. Take, yeah, take up a, a better hobby. You know, maybe you should paint yeah. some models. Maybe you should get into AOS. I hear it's pretty cool. Yes, they've got some fantastic models. <laughs> or start easy. Go kill teams. Go Blood Bowl. Whatever. Like, you know, find your own little corner of the world. Some yeah. humans. Or just get out of the Warhammer game in general. Go, yeah, or, uh, go fishing. Go play magic. They're pretty toxic. Go be a toxic magic player. <laughs> <laughs> there are other nerdy forums for you. Or just don't be a dick. Ooh, rule I mean, number one rule number one easy. don't be a dick too because there, because there might be women in the rest of those so i think they're just gonna have to stop being an asshole mm -hmm. yeah yeah one can only hope <laughs> oh social media it is just the best and just the worst mostly the worst mostly yeah i mean yeah it's mostly the worst but i've definitely would be sad if i hadn't met certain people i've got friends now who are in australia who are in canada who i wouldn't have met without social media um who i now talk to almost daily we're now all in a, like a group discord and i chat to them and i'd be really sad if i didn't have those guys so for every one asshole that i've met on twitter there's been 10 nice people oh yeah. there we go good um i feel like that's what we need to do is just band together all the women of twitter and all the other social medias and start our own group or just all the people the people and the allies because there are lots yeah. of wonderful humans like your husband who's not you know out uh, there the, <laughs> i mean to women like here's the thing so, like, yeah sorry disclaimer he is an ally to all women <laughs> yes I, like i would give him that right like and there's lots of people like that and arguably in fact you know them agreeing to have us take over the podcast it, you know, is doing something. It, you know, it's it's starting the conversation in a place with the people who should be starting it. Because if women don't start saying it's not acceptable for you to treat women like that, it's not acceptable to be excluded in a hobby. It's not it's not acceptable. And then to you know have the support of people running events and people doing those things, also saying, yeah, you're right, that's not acceptable. And that's how the community is going to change is by 
engaging in the dialogue and having people go, it's not okay to do what you're doing. Oh, for sure. And yeah, like this was not a matter of uh, them agreeing to us taking over the podcast. This was them wanting to do another like fully ladies podcast. And I'm the first to admit, I was like, mm, I don't feel like I did a great job last time. Uh, I'm pretty sure I just laughed nervously for like an hour and a half. How about you just be the host and like, I'll come be a guest or you get some other guests. And they were like, no, no, if we're going to do it, it has to be all ladies. So suck it up, put your big lady pants on and just do it. So yeah, if our conversation does any good out there, somebody's got to try. Right. It's all we can do. All we can do is our best. Okay. Why don't we take a quick break? Um, we have just like a buttload of listener questions to get through. If anybody needs a beverage or in anything, and we'll be right back. Do you find yourself lonely, depressed, tired? Do you sleep too much, eat too little, party too much? Have you found yourselves trapped in the jaws of ruthless capitalism, just grinding away at your soul? Well, that sucks. Here at Rage of Sigmar Podcast, we can't cure any of those problems, but we can sure fucking feel them too. Tune in now, Rage of Sigmar Podcast. All right, we are back with all the Twitter questions. One example of how Twitter can be an okay place to hang out. Um, put the call out for some listener questions, got a bunch, which is great. Cause in my mind, the more listener questions, the less content I have to create on my own. So, uh, let's start with Jacob Berry, my Jewish brother from another mother. He has a few, but I can't give him flack cause I did legit ask for questions. So question number one, what is the best game of Warhammer you've ever played? Oh, I think I think it's it's got to be my my first time out back before I got back into it. Now, I played it. Uh, I was again. It wasn't that tournament with the toilet incident. Uh, it was a different one because it didn't put me <laughs> off. I went back, um, and I was just playing. And I was playing against this to nicely put it an asshole who had spent the whole time talking down to me and telling me how oh he was going to go easy on me because I was a girl, and then he got his ass handed to him by my grey knights yes and you could see him visibly panicking in front of his friends because he'd done all this talking and then they could see that he was trying and failing to beat my my knights so the grey knights have a special place in my heart for that because I was like oh and then it kind of ended and he completely lost completely obliterated everything and he went, well, you know, it's just because I went nice on you. I went, no, you didn't, but thanks for trying. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Good on you. that. Uh, Gina, I know you don't really play, so. I don't. I, I played a game of Blood Bowl with one of our friends who was trying to learn. So that was fun. We played, it was Amazons versus just like humans. And so that's a good time. Like Damon's always a good guy to hang out with. But um, I've literally only ever played against Dayton. So none. I have yet to have a great game. <laughs> if I can figure out how to beat him and I will try my hardest, that'll be my best game so far. Question number two from Jacob. What is the thing you're most proud of in the hobby? Community. For me, it just really like comes back to that feel. Like I know when we did our first tournament, 
we we weren't really we were like hey like if we did a tournament would people come and we got like a flood of people being like when where and so we were like yeah great we picked the august long weekend and then our community had suffered a flood that year and so finding a venue to host this thing in and then we had people just reach out to bring terrain to do what like it's just so helpful and kind and so for me like my love and like why i have a warhammer room in my basement and why we run a tournament every year is just for the community the community of like really nice caring kind human beings for the most part oh that's that's definitely part of like i wouldn't have stuck in this hobby if i hadn't met people i, I have people now who basically are like family and a whole bunch of them i've never met i'm waiting counting down till i can finally meet them we all are super excited it feels like we've known each other for years and it's it's not been years but i wouldn't trade them for the world they have been some of the best people i've ever met so i would i yeah the community in warhammer once you ignore the assholes they are the best bunch ah okay question number three from jacob what keeps you coming back after hobby wobbles i could use your guys's tips on this because i don't have an answer because i have an army sitting upstairs that i haven't sat down to paint in like a month so what is going to keep me coming back things like this right like just having the conversation again it just comes back to that community piece and like you can't you know you don't want to you don't want to be that guy who shows up to the table with their army not painted so you're going to, you know, you're going to paint it so you can play it and you can keep going and you can, you know, keep seeing people and, you know, the lols and, you know, like if you need a paint squad, I'll find out when paint night is, get you an invite, like let's hang out on Discord and hobby time, like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a thing and like, I do, I do this thing if I ever feel like I'm going to start struggling, I, I'm really bad at having multiple projects on the go, so I never get too bored of one I try and make sure to keep myself entertained and I almost make myself have little treats for what I get to paint like uh, Magnus is one that I've been working on almost solidly and I was like once I finished him I, was like, I could have a break or I'm really excited I'm going to paint a load of Death Guard and I'm super excited to do that um, it's also not forcing myself when I'm really not feeling it if I'm not feeling it I'm not it will just make me resent having to paint. So it's just putting down ridiculous bright colours and then, then I can just change my mind if I don't like it. But it means I've done a little something. I'm like, and it has inspired paint schemes. My orange Death Guard were inspired by, I was like, I because orange is my favourite colour, completely as luck, I would say. I'm sure it's not luck, but... Um, and I just... Originally, my Death Guard were going to be almost a blue I actually have one that friend painted up for me that's blue. And then I was just looking at them. I was like, I want an orange. <laughs> orange is diseasy and gross. Well, and I think it's just fair to like acknowledge that it ebbs and flows too, right? Like how you feel about it and your interest in painting. Because you to do a good painting job, you actually have to be on. And so when you're not feeling it, to give yourself the space to not feel it and to just be like, no, it's okay if I don't paint today. Like... <laughs> Yeah, definitely. That's the ties in what I said about not forcing yourself. If you're just not feeling it, don't, because you won't enjoy it. And then you'll all of a sudden go, I fancy doing this now. And you'll watch nine films and paint a whole load of stuff. I could work with that. You parent too, which I think adds like a whole extra layer. Like, I don't think you can like 
not value the fact that you like you have a different level of being on and doing things that like I know I don't have like yeah. and I yeah like, it's it's different as a parent and I think it's fair to acknowledge that it's different as a parent also I will take that maybe that's my next podcast as a parent in the hobby <laughs> okay Question number, I don't know what from Jacob, because I've run out and he has a bunch more, but we're just going to keep plodding through. Okay. Who are your favorite content creators for AOS or otherwise on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, etc.? Favorite content creators, if you got any. For me, it's the play on tabletop guys out of the lower mainland that they do, uh, again, they're 40k base, but they do uh, battle reports, they do 40k in 40 minutes, and they've been doing like a little kill team tournament, they do like a kill team championship. Um, Yeah, really enjoy their content. That's usually our Sunday, we'll hang out, have breakfast, watch something from them and like then go on with our day. I, because I I do use Twitter quite a lot, I, I see a whole bunch of people and there's a couple of uh, Twitch streamers that I always watch. There's a wonderful woman called Staz. Um, she's still Staz. She does wonderful things. She did a challenge to paint with your offhand because she has um, carpal tunnel. So she switched to painting with not her dominant hand. Mm. And it was really, I, I took part in it and I overexerted myself. I was like, I'm not going to just paint one model. I'm going to do a whole bunch. And also bonus because, yeah, she's a lady in the hobby as well. Also, um, roll one to explode. Who's the who's the streamer I actually go and join? She's a personal friend, so I'm probably a little biased there. But she's been painting Seraphon. And so I was cheerleading that when she was gonna do it, and now she's definitely hooked on them, which I am no way sad about. <laughs> Girl power. Woohoo. What are your thoughts on companies including more diverse groups in their model ranges, lore, artwork? Does it make you feel pandered to or simply more included? Are, oh, wait, sorry, the question's not done. Shit. I feel like I should start over. Okay, continuing on with that. Are there situations or examples of times it was well done or poorly done and it had the opposite effect? It's a big question. For me, like, I, I don't feel like I care if I'm represented in a sci-fi or a fantasy universe. Like I, I'm not like, I don't get into it. Like, even if I were going to make an army, I wouldn't be like, well, let's find the only girls. Cause I'm a girl and I must play them. And so to me, like, I think that there's a pretty br- broad range of things. And like, at the end of the day, I think you have to like the aesthetic of your army. And I think you have to fit the play style of your army. And if those things are there, like, I don't know, like I, I mean, I'll be honest and say I'm annoyed it took as long as it took to release a Sisters of Battle Codex or new Sisters of Battle in the 40k universe. But like, even any event I've ever been to, more men play them than women. So, you know, like, I just think to like, expect representation, they have a pretty diverse volume of lore. And if you want to find yourself, I feel like you can. I think it's definitely good. It's, I think it's it's the other side where it's the people who go, oh no, you can't put female heads on things. And I'm like, well, why not? It's a small plastic model. Go away. Yeah. I I've, I mostly play dinosaurs. I played the Seraphon. I play dinosaurs. You want to tell me exactly what gender my dinosaur is? Does it really matter if I call it a girl or a boy? If I'm following Jurassic Park, most of them are girls. So, calm down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would like to see it just not even be a thing. It shouldn't have to be a thing that we even have to talk about. There should just be representation of all 
male, female, any groups of anybody. And I think they are doing a pretty good job. Well, and how you paint them shouldn't matter. Like if I want to paint my people of whatever ethnicity I want, great. Like, like again, in the kindest way possible, who cares? Like do what makes you happy. They're your models. Like you're the one who has to look at them and play with them. And so, yeah, like, and it's all so subjective. It's still a form of art. And so you can have someone who's an amazing painter, but if I don't love their color scheme, I can appreciate that it's painted well. But if I'm voting for my favorite army, it may not be that army. Cause I just don't like, it's so subjective that I think like to try to be like, you know, that people have to get locked in some box to do it right. Or to do it a certain way is silly. Like, yeah, yeah I, d- I don't need the model to be a woman to play it. I play enough video games where I play as a guy. Yeah, I play as dinosaurs in this. My Death Guard, I'm really not going to check out what gender they are. Um, probably not null and void at that point. So <laughs> I I don't need it. It's it's when you are told you can't have it. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. You're told you can't have a character who's a different ethnicity, a character who is a different gender or has no gender. And it's just like, oh, oh, go away with that. I've seen it cause a spark, a whole army. There's an amazing project going on called Angels of Purification, where it literally was, well, fuck you, we'll make a whole female army then. And the whole project is around putting female heads on space marines. That's awesome. Uh, Also, there is a company, uh, Toughest Girls in the Galaxy. They do some model lines and ranges that their characters are all women. And so I think more kind of like an Imperial Guard kind of base in that. Um, But I'm like, I'm not sure what all you can play them as. But, you know, it is a it is a third party company that is releasing models that are of a female aesthetic, if that's what people are looking for. Yeah. I I mean, it's not 40K or Age of Sigma, but uh, Bad Squiddo Games all their miniatures are female they do feudal japan and they also do vikings which is how i found them and why i love them so much because they're also like historically accurate clothing so it's really nice but it's all it's all female models and it's just not a problem no one's ever gone and complained at them but it's just nice to see them yeah so to answer the question in a way too i don't think it's I don't think Games Workshop or any like game company is doing a poor job of representation. I think that comes back to the community choosing who can do what with what they own. Like as a company, I don't feel like they exclude me as a female, but I also, I'm not looking for something very specific and niche either. So there could be people who feel excluded by them. Like I don't fall into that bracket. Um, but I, yeah, I think it comes back to the community being exclusive, not necessarily a corporation. Mm -hmm. Last question from Jacob, and then we're going to kindly tell him to F off so we can move on to somebody else. Um, but I can't ignore this one as a Jew in the hobby. How do you feel like your experiences inform how you see the gamer hobby differently? I'm half Jewish technically on my father's side. Jacob is full Jewish. I didn't ask before we started because it doesn't really matter. Are either of you Jewish? Any other Jews in the house? Yeah, no. Uh, I don't think it really matters, Jacob. If we could get some bagels at some tournaments, I'm happy. Give me a good schmear and I'll be there. That sounded really bad, actually. (laughs) I take that back. Okay. See you later, Jacob. Jake. I'm gonna call you Jake now. 
we've had so many questions. We're on a shortened name basis. Sam Thompson wants to know, and we're not going to give him shit for the way he started this question because he already took it on the internet. Being a woman in the hobby, how has your local internet community and or tournament scene been for you? We just had a 44 player tournament in Brisbane, Australia and had four females participating, which was great to see. So how is our local community tournament scene as women? I mean, I am our local community tournament scene. So pretty great, really. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Like if if I go more local to even just extend to BC, again, I don't choose to play, but I will go pop into events and I've been nothing but welcomed. Like I felt like it's pretty great um, from my conversations with people who play as well. seems pretty good. Um, as far as our local online, I mean, I live in a community of 5,000 people. The, all the people who play Warhammer know me and have been to my house at some point in time. Like, they're pretty wonderful to me. So I think we're, you know, we're lucky that way. And um, yeah, I mean, I think it could be improved that like, you know, I remember talking to Dayton and he was like, Gina, there are more children at tournaments than females. Like, and so it is underrepresented. So how we grow that, I think, is by being inclusive and not being dicks online, because clearly online is a massive part of the problem. Agreed. I, mean, I haven't had the chance to go and play in my local Warhammer store yet. So, but just going in there, you know, never been spoken down to or I felt unwelcome so I'm super excited to, to do it and um, my my local internet community apart from the ones that, that actively go out of their way to be assholes it's just been as I said the most wonderful group of people who I now am actively waiting and counting down to finally be able to meet. Yeah our community is even tinier than Gina's and actually Gina is probably the closest geographically little warhammer spot to us so um we love you (laughs) hopefully we can come hang out soon well actually we just found out we have some locals who started aos so we may even be able to do a bit of an aos branch over at the next brawl or something if we have someone willing to help support that dayton um who knows the rules dayton (coughs) could help us with that um because yeah we have some people and actually it turns out they live in my neighborhood even we didn't know and uh, one of them is female so great we're in Slanice wants to know two questions. What's your favorite model that you own and the one you don't? And what's your proudest tabletop victory? Which we kind of already answered, but we haven't talked about models yet. So favorite model you own and one that you don't own yet. Go back. Uh, probably my favorite model I own is, is Morty. He sat there. Um, Mortarian. He was a dream model I had. I uh, friends of mine got together and got him me for my birthday I literally opened the box and almost squeaked with excitement when I saw <laughs> it and stayed up until like three in the morning to start building him and get going and uh, I finished painting him I was like I kind of want to paint another one I, I loved painting him that much and building him and all of it so for, yeah for what I own it's it's got to be Morty uh the, the what I would love, probably what I would love to own is a Dreadsarian from Forge World who goes for the Seraphon. It's huge. And unfortunately, I think my partner would kill me if I've spent £150 on a model. He doesn't have to know. We won't tell him. I, I can't see that stuff. I think maybe 
I need to. I I've, I spoke to a friend and they went. Oh, I picked one up of off of Facebook for fifty pounds. And I was like, "What? Why didn't you tell me?" They're like, "Well, I bought it." I was like, "Well, next time, tell me." <laughs> I need it more than you now. You have one. I think our favorite model we own is a greater bloat drone and I call him Wally and he like looks all old and rusty and we modeled him in this tree with this like gnarly like goo coming out of him and I just I love him like he's he is like I, I told Scott I was like if there was a fire in our house and I could only save one thing like I'm saving Wally like sorry that's um and the model that I want to own uh we got a kitten this summer and we named him Makari which is named after the only named Grot in all of um Warhammer 40k and it suits him like and so I would love to own the Makari model that they just released I think that would be awesome and I get dibs on painting all our Grots because they're my favorite so <laughs> um I love my turtle more than words can say I feel like my turtle was the one thing where Jane was trying to get me to like pick an army and commit and I was loving all the under the sea vibes. And I said, there was no way I was doing this army without a turtle. I don't care if he's not that uh, fighty. And if he's not really going to help me win games, I just want a really badass turtle. I haven't painted him yet because I'm, he's huge. Um, and I'm nervous about figuring out exactly the right scheme, but I'm working on it. So one day he'll hopefully be great. I haven't named it him will yet. be great i'm gonna have to yeah. come up with a good name i i know i'm really bad for naming my models all my big units for uh seraphim have names uh they're called i think about three of them are called mentos skittles bowser <laughs> that's uh, awesome. yeah all of our and... orcs have names like our whole orc army they all have individual names on their bases and our imperial guard also like we named them after like our local club or different people who've attended our events and so like all we like write them right on the bases which is cool thematically when you're playing um and so like we have we have a pair of marks and so we have handsome mark and then just fake mark is what we call him and so we named the models handsome mark and fake mark and like the number of saves handsome mark makes is like disproportionate to some of our other people it's funny that's amazing. I, my my blight lords have names, and they're all named after Nicolas Cage characters from films. Oh, there's so many. There are the many great characters. So each time I get a new one, yeah, I I've got to write the names around the edges. And there's I've it's an on running joke that I love Nicolas Cage too much. So as soon as I was like, I think I was because I got nauseous Rockbone, and I was like, he shouldn't be called that, and I renamed him Caster Troy. Everyone, <laughs> oh, so you're naming them all after Nicolas Cage characters? Well, now I'm going to have to. <laughs> Good thing he's done a lot of films. Yeah. He's a national treasure. I don't blame you. Kerniget. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I'm just going on his Twitter name or her Twitter name. I don't know this person. Uh, but on Twitter, they are Kerniget. And they want to know. Uh, this is, I assume, directed at me. But I believe the two of you can answer also. How far does Dayton need to go before you slap him? <laughs> I assume within arm's length. Yeah. That's the perfect answer. <laughs> um, in, I don't even know how many years at this point. I've never slapped him. He'd have to go pretty far. Let's just go with that. Uh, I have a lot of patience. I've never wanted to hit Dayton. Dayton is like a lovely human being. Um, yeah. I, enjoy, yeah. I, I appreciate the hilarity that is Dayton at a Warhammer tournament. Yeah, that's just him all the time just to be clear for those of you out there who have met Dayton um on the internet at a Warhammer tournament that is regular Dayton behavior minimal clothing big jokes 24 7 
But yeah, have yet to slap him. I'll keep you posted on that one. It's not out of the question. Also, on a more serious note, Kurt Nugget wants to know, how do you like to engage with your hobby? What sorts of events do you want to participate in? And what would your dream event hobby hang look like? I feel like I get all of what I want from the hobby. Like, honestly, this past summer when we did our event, just due to COVID, we were trying to keep everyone really contained and we couldn't rent a venue. So we just had everyone in our backyard because we have a very large backyard. Uh, And so in doing that, I was like, well, we should probably just feed everyone to keep them on site, right? Like we're we're not adding all these other people to our community, bringing added risk. And so for me, like, it was awesome. I just got to feed people all weekend. And like, um, I'm Dukabor, which for people who don't know what that is they're a group of people who immigrated from Russia and like they just love feeding people it's just what we do and so for me it was like my dream event like I got to like be at my own house with my pets and sleep in my own bed and feed 40 people like spot on that does sound like a dream I mean I have a really big back garden as well I'm now been like hmm I could set one up I know loads of people that like to camp yeah. <laughs> just be like yeah come around we we built a bread oven over the lockdown slash pizza Ooh. oven so i'll be there for its paces i mean for, for for an event that i would just like i mean i would just like an event right now <laughs> any event i will take right now i would like to see and go and play people which sounds vaguely rude but nah with people better worse uh, yeah so play play with pe- no that sounds worse <laughs> <laughs> play games against people you've never played before ah, yes there we go yeah, good food. I wouldn't mind something more casual. Like I will say the thought of playing three games in one day not only intimidates me, but I don't know, is that appealing to me? Like I would love to go play a game a day, maybe two games a day. Hmm. You know, I want a more casual option. Something a little less intense. Okay, next. Uh, another Twitter handle. So I I'm going to guess they have a, a real name too, but on Twitter, they go by GG Jiggle. Respect. Directed directly at Becca. And I know this is a joke, but I'm going to read it out. Becca, why do you have such a high opinion of yourself? And why did you sex up the Warhammer people to show your model? How dare you? I know. I'm. Yes, this is some from the, the stream where I chat in. This is, yeah, Jiggle joins us quite regularly. And yeah, joined in on this this joke that's now just on running in that I have the immense high opinion of myself courtesy of tagging the Warcom team and yes the implication that I've been sexing up the Warcom team um I'm not sure how everyone else is doing lockdown but I'm not entirely sure how I managed to get my hands on them all unless I've got them living in my loft in which case I'd like them to get out because I feel like <laughs> yeah. the, War- the Warhammer community as a whole could use a little more sexiness so it, yeah i mean uh, we'll have to have a, a walk on team calendar they'll have to start doing their sexiest poses oh sweet moses i don't know if anybody's ready for that <laughs> <laughs> but continuing on with that question which does have a little smiley face in the middle but seriously how did everyone get into the hobby and what are some of your memorable moments be it an achievement a point of pride or a community moment favorite memories 
There's so many. For me, I would say for us, I mean, I got into it because of Scott, obviously. Um, our first community we kind of had and built was when we were in university. We found some people who played and we it was actually weird. We lived in a townhouse complex and a bunch of other people did too. And it turns out several people played. And so people would kind of just land and we had a rug in our house that happened to be six feet by four feet. And so we would just take shoes and books and whatever and make terrain uh, and play with that until we eventually started actually constructing terrain. And then I remember when we left, when we left university, we moved back home. I remember Scott being quite devastated about losing that community. It was a big part of, you know, what he did and who he socialized with. And um, so we put a post up on, I don't even remember the name of the forum anymore. And three years later, someone answered him in Grand Forks and he, like that they were playing and he went out and then we kind of have rebuilt a new community here. And we were fortunate enough to be able to do that with like, we have a local boardroom cafe that has let us like invade their space a lot and do all of that and so I think it's just the building of a community and bringing together those people that you have something in common with and that maybe you wouldn't have and like of course we moved back to our hometown community and so it's been funny because some of the people we've picked up we went to high school with and we all laugh about the fact that if people had asked us in high school if we would hang out we all would have said no and now they're some of our really close dear friends so yeah I echo that for sure um the community and the people are that we've met um have been awesome and just getting to go places, I mean, again, when it's allowed again and when it's cool, getting to travel and meet some of those internet friends in real life and have good times, that's what it's all about. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's definitely what I am most excited for is to, to me, I remember putting up panicking, thinking, putting, sharing first photo of something I painted once I got back into it because I'm my own worst critic and I was like god this is dreadful and people were like this is fantastic way to go I love seeing such bright colorful models and I was like, oh it's nice and then yeah I made a whole kind of new Warhammer family who I am super excited to finally meet eventually hopefully soon <laughs> and yeah the, the the plan of all going up to Warhammer world together and all basically running around it like kids in a candy store is just going to be the best. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Toe, toes crossed. Everything's crossed. Christine, who was on our first Ladies Night podcast. Hi, Christine. Is asking, what has kept you motivated in this last year of uncertainty? And if you could paint one army for the rest of your days, what would it be and why? I think for the army for the rest of my days, it would have to be the Seraphim. As much as I love my Death Guard, the Seraphim, you can have so much fun with. You have such a diverse range of models. You can literally go nuts with them. And they are, I am a huge, each time people are like, oh, well, I, I'm kind of thinking about getting a model. I'm like, have you thought about dinosaurs? <laughs> have you have you considered a so just get one it's just, just okay so i say just get one just get the star collecting box and see how you go from there because it's such a, a fun diverse range and i've had the opportunity to paint a ridiculous amount of things with it i did um a series of um shields all with different pride flags on them over pride month and i did yeah i did one accidentally painted in the scheme of bowser I did that completely by accident. I showed it to a friend and they went, oh, Bowser. And I was like, damn it. That was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> so 
so and then yeah this is, and that's how they've all got their ridiculous names as well he's now called bowser he can't be called anything else we also have not bowser which feels really mean because he's not painted like bowser <laughs> Uh, I, we have not been very motivated actually this year to do as much hobby just because there's been really feeling like no pressure but we're this spring we're trying to get back into some like painting models and building boards again uh, and for me it would be orcs hands down they're just silly and fun and they're so forgiving because if they're not perfect it's an orc like and there's a hundred of them so who cares and so I think that's like that's the army Scott first got me painting so I was like but I'm gonna wreck all your stuff and he was like no you're not it'll be fine and so yeah and um yeah so orcs they're just they're forgiving and they're silly and they're cute I think it may take me the rest of my days to paint this one IDK army. So I'm just going to do my best to get back into the motivation to get her done or at least get halfway done and stick with that. If I can, if I can get one entire army fully painted and be mostly cool with it, I will call that a success. That is a success. Hey, thanks. I mean, the, the motivation, if I hadn't have had these things to paint, I probably would have gone mad over lockdown. So it's, it's been a saving grace. Last question. No, wait, I lied. Last person. Multiple questions. Okay. I'm certain I'm going to mispronounce the last name, but Brian Spaliero sounds like a kind of pasta. Question number one, or it's kind of a multifaceted question. What's your take on releases like Pariah? What game systems are most appealing and what are the most forgettable? Should GW be involving themselves in cultural issues? I mean to say they have started putting effort into underrepresented groups as minis. Opinions. So kind of a few things rolled into one. What do we like for game systems? What do we not like? Do we care about Games Workshop being involved in cultural issues? I feel like we can't already answer that. We don't really care. Well, I think in a way, here's the thing. I think as a corporation, they need to have a stance. And I think, you know, there needs to, there needs to, they need to be willing to say whether they do or do, like, you know, that it's not okay. It's not okay to be racist in their, in their platforms. It's not okay to be homophobic. It's not okay to be transphobic. It's not okay to be sexist. I, I, I think as a corporation, they have a duty to the people playing their games to declare where they stand. As far as their models go and what that representation looks like I think you have freedom to paint your models how you wish so I think it's built in that you can do that um, I believe as a corporation they need to take a stand because we get to speak with our money do I want to support a corporation that supports people who are racist and homophobic personally no um, and so you know I do believe that they have a, like a moral standard to say that there are certain behaviors that will not be tolerated within the community of people that they represent and they represent people who play their models what people do with those models, I think they shouldn't be regulating that. That's kind of on you to do with what you will. Um, is uh, that's my opinion. Well said. Yeah, I was a hundred percent agree with that. They tell us where they stand, but I don't mind if they don't. Be like, again, it's the community, the, the nasty side of the community that enforces. Just telling them that they're not welcome in the community, though, is just nice to know. It's nice to know they're like, no, no, no we won't we don't want those kind of people here and that's that's the nicest thing and the best thing they can do 
As far as best game systems, uh, I I've played several of their board games, which have been great. Uh, I like Blood Bowl. I've I've dabbled with Kill Teams a little bit. It was neat. Um, what I dislike, I don't have an opinion really about that. Uh, what I would love to see, I want more Games Workshop themed Dungeons and Dragons or like RPG style games. Like I want Kill Teams like RPG. I want to go and hang out with a group of friends who are all from different factions and we're going to go do cool shit. That's what I want more than anything. No, I would love that. That sounds amazing. The board games are all great. For me, that's what helped get me into it. Uh, Underworlds, Warcry, they're a lot of fun and there's so much, not that the bigger games aren't user-friendly, but there's just so much to them. There's so many rules. There's so many things you need to know before you can just even play a game. So yeah, I'm a big fan of, of the board games um, and taking the easy way in. It's just, yeah, I like that. It's also, I don't have to pack up a whole army. I can just take a kill team, my Blood Bowl team. I can go, it's easier to just set up a quick little game, whereas trying to transport all my models, any terrain I want, everything like that, uh, it's just sometimes a bit of a nightmare, whereas I can just grab five models and be like yeah we'll have a kill team game i do i do love blood bowl so i'm i'm particularly a fan of that and also Warcry. so those ones are definitely just the easiest and i'm looking forward to finally playing those in person <laughs> also the time like to play you know like a good 2000 point game which you know gives you more diversity in what you get to use and play with from your army it's just time and so i think that's also another piece to the kill teams to the board games is you know it's a little bit more accessible i know we actually are running a warhammer club in our high school and so we had a little event yesterday where the kids went and had a little kill team tournament and it's a you know it's a great way to get more people into the hobby and i think it just makes it more accessible and less of a time sink in the same yeah. way like where it's great and tournaments are awesome and that you know it's, it is that volume of time and so i think those accessibilities of kind of cutting you know shape where you can shave points and have a shorter quicker game where that's what you have the time to a lot to it is yeah it's a good it first can feel quite daunting sure. it can feel quite daunting setting up a huge point game whereas just having oh, all you need is this little team they're going to have the same little team and oh you only need this little rule book instead of the terrifyingly large core rule book and then all the supplements on top of it it's it's so much less intimidating and i feel less like an idiot for forgetting anything and and not instead of having to flick through 90 pages and going hang on I know there's this one rule in there somewhere hang on <laughs> so many rules yeah. all right that is it for twitter questions any last words anything we didn't get to any words of wisdom for the other women out there we're trying to encourage to get into it or to stick with it do it just do it uh, it's awesome. And, you know, if you're struggling with the online piece, obviously right now that's what's most available, but don't let the online community taint what the in-person community is because they, they are not the same thing and they, they don't represent one another well. And so, you know, don't let those negative experiences, you know, take you away from something that you want. Like if you want to be a part of it and you want to do it, do it and find the people who will be your allies in doing that because there are lots of really great, wonderful men in the hobby who actively want more women to play and to be a part of it and you know and then to those same men like be a better part of speaking up against the people who are saying things that are inappropriate 
to women, to whoever, um, you know, it's our job to make it inclusive and to make it accessible and to make it available. And we need to treat it as such and call those things out as and when we see them. Yeah, just do it. Side note, yeah. this podcast is not sponsored by Nike. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Just just go ahead to paint however the damn hell you want. Don't let anyone tell you it has to be painted in a particular way. You, It's your model paint it whatever bright ridiculous color you want and yeah don't let the online people send you who send you messages who tell you oh that looks really crap that those comments mean nothing if someone offers you constructive criticism because you asked for it then that's fine but if someone's just told you that your model looks stupid don't listen to them don't let anyone put you off because the community is wonderful and I am so excited to meet them all. And if you're the person being a dick, stop being a dick. Yeah. Like, just stop. stop it. <laughs> no. Go the messages to your mom first and then hit send. Or if you wouldn't want your girlfriend, sister, daughter to see that message, don't send it to someone else's, like, sister, daughter, wife, whoever. Don't do it. Get out of here, dicks. Okay. I think we did the damn thing. I think we made a podcast. Keep us posted. Thank you for having us. I'll let you know. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Yes, it was wonderful to meet you. Thank you so much. I was really taken aback when I got Dayton's message. I was like, you got the right person? Are you sure you mean me? (laughs) There's loads of other people out there. So this has been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Side point, Becca, it's funny that you said that because I felt the exact same way. I was like, why me? Like, there's other people who can represent. And it's like, and I said that to one of the people who, when I reached out, I was like, like, you know, I feel like there are people more qualified. And she was like, no, that's not even true. Like, everyone has a valid role to play and everyone has a piece of the story and everyone has their own experience and they're all valid. There's no, no, like one person is more valid or invalid than someone else. So for people who think you don't get you don't have the right to an opinion you have the right to your opinion and your experience and your that it's all valid you know and thank why you not you thank you gina thank you becca thank you to our listeners who are hopefully still here the boys will be back in two weeks with i don't know what good luck with that but we are out bye bye Oh,